0: Yep.
1: Hello, welcome to the Valley View podcast, episode 51. I'm Tyler, and I'm here with Matt, among others. Uh, I think we're going to jump right to our ad read uh, with our guest ad readers, who so we'll introduce themselves in a moment. Hello, this is Alex. This is Nate.
2: And this week's episode is sponsored by Hardee's, uh, the biggest burgers and the biggest hearts. This week only, shop our $5 meal deal, Hardee's. At least we're not softies. Thank you, Hardies, for uh, this week's sponsor. And we're hoping to keep in touch with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as you may have heard, Matt and I are not alone this week. Uh, Matt, where are we right now?
3: We're, I think we're in northern Minnesota.
1: <laughs> well... <laughs> My Is friends, that true? my friends, growing up would call where we are Canada, but it's not. I was almost to Canada this morning.
3: So we we drove my family and I drove here from Eden Prairie, and it um, I felt like felt like it took a long time.
1: Mm. Probably took you about an hour, huh?
3: Yeah. So we were driving in Blaine, and I thought it's just going to be another few minutes, and then it just kept going. That's how they get you.
1: I so so before we forget to mention it, we're at my parents' house right now. Um, constantly when I would have friends drive me home before I had my license, like from youth group events that that would happen to them they would get to a certain point in the drive and think oh yeah we're almost there they would make a comment about how it wasn't a big deal to drive me and then by the time Mm -hmm. they got me home i could see in their eyes they didn't want to drive me ever again
3: (laughs) you know what i was thinking the whole way is um i wonder how big this green barn is yeah because i knew it was the corner where the green barn is and i thought if the green barn is really small i may have driven by it yeah and now it's it's unmissable, though. It was unmissable. Yeah,
1: you can't really miss it. Yeah. So to start off this week's podcast, I think we're gonna go around. We have for for the listeners. I don't know how good the audio is gonna be on this one. Um, if you didn't know, we record <clears> on Zoom on my laptop, and we just speak into it. Uh, so we're just gonna pass the laptop around, and each person is gonna say their name and who they're related to.
3: Okay. So Let's do it. my name's
1: Tyler, and I am on the podcast every week.
3: My name's Matt, and I'm on the podcast with with Tyler. <clears throat> My name is Rufy
0: and Matt is my dad.
3: My name is Alex
4: and I just did the ad read. Who are you related to? Mark Magnuson. Um. (laughs) My name is Nate. I also just did the ad read and I'm related somehow to Matt, I'm really sure.
0: I'm and I am married to Matt. Anna and Matt is my dad.
5: (laughs) I'm Mark. And sitting quietly next to me is my wife, Jennifer.
6: Hi.
5: (laughs) And we're Tyler's parents.
6: I'm Calvin, and I'm a student in Tyler's Youth Group. (laughs) I'm Emily, and I am Tyler's wife.
1: If you hear in the background panting, that is uh, my family's dog, Hallie. She's a golden retriever. And if you hear in the background snoring, that is our family's 13-year-old pug named Maddie so that's that's our audience this week huh? or I guess podcast participants yeah Yeah. because we figured for this week I mean we're not going to let this opportunity to have 11 podcast members go to waste Mm -mm. right so so what's our plan today
3: I have stuff that I want to ask your parents about you you have questions you want to ask my family yeah
1: i'm sure i can make some things up okay Okay. yeah so we'll we'll just kind of i don't know if we'll go back and forth or do 15 15 but basically matt's going to ask my family questions about me and i'm going to ask matt's family questions about him Mm -hmm. so you want to go first or should
3: i i'll I'll go first so we'll um we'll start out kind of hallmarky okay and uh then maybe it'll get sillier as we go but i'm going to start kind of along the hallmark trajectory um when I do um, premarital counseling the first question I always ask the people getting married is what's something that you appreciate about the other person okay so I want to ask that to your dad and maybe your mom if she's willing she's
1: shaking her head no so it's probably just gonna be my dad <laughs> and I'm
3: gonna like I'm gonna ask your brother too and give him the most time to think because brothers may need longer to think about. Think about what we appreciate.
1: Oh, I should mention uh I also have a sister, she cannot be here because she's working. So shout out to Alyssa. We love you too. Sorry that you weren't on the podcast.
3: Yeah. So let's go over to, to Mark Magnuson. I just found out Mark was born in Oregon, mm-hmm. like the state. Warren, Oregon. Warren, Oregon, the state. So that's really cool. It's really an honor to have him on this podcast. Longtime listener, I think. Yeah, right. First time caller. Okay. First time caller. <laughs> so um, Mark. Just tell us what's something that you really appreciate about Tyler.
5: What do I appreciate about Tyler? Well, what I appreciate about listening to Tyler on his podcasts is just hearing things coming out of my son's mouth that I didn't teach him. (laughs) So he's made very good use of his education and um, the professional partnership with Matt. And I don't know, I'm going to go with that.
1: Nice. Bob, did you have anything?
2: Bob passed, <laughs> but she really appreciates herself. <laughs> Hello, I am uh, Alex, and what I appreciate about Tyler is uh, he's always, he's always been the big organizer, and he cares about everybody, and he wants everybody to have a good time, and the way that he does that sometimes makes me mad, but... <laughs> It I mean we're always we've never really gotten mad at each other. We're always pretty uh we're pretty friendly with each other. And I just appreciate that he always includes everybody the best way that he can, even if it's hard sometimes. And yeah.
3: My wife would like to say something as well. Yeah, Emily, tell us what you appreciate about Tyler.
6: Um I like that Tyler is not afraid to tell the truth
3: to people.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, my wife. Yeah, that's a
3: great quality. So now, Tyler, you're not going to get off easy here because um, I want to ask you what you appreciate about the Magnuson family. Sometimes when we're growing up in a family, it's difficult to see uh, the good qualities in our family, you know, because we're yeah. just, you know, doing life with people. It's the same old thing. But now looking back, now that you're out of the house and have your own family, what do you really appreciate about your family um not necessarily the individual members but just about the magnus family
1: oh i thought i was going to do each one of them
3: um <clears throat> what do i appreciate about my i
1: feel like if i stall, it's going to sound like i can't think of something but it's just like collecting my thoughts and processing out loud um i appreciate that my house has always been somewhere i've been happy to be because not I, I do not Not everybody is happy to be at their parents' house. And I ha- always have been like growing up, it was fun to have my friends over and like graduating and going to college. Like I would come home a lot because I liked being at home. So mm. yeah, I, I, that I definitely took that for granted growing up, but not everybody had that experience and I'm very grateful to have had it. So, <laughs> and if you heard a sneeze, that was Hallie, the dog <laughs> sneeze sneezed on Ruthie.
3: The Magnuson family has been super hospitable to the Brandt family. When we got here, we got the full house tour.
1: Mm-hmm. Except for the rooms that did not get cleaned. Those ones were not toured.
3: Yeah, those ones, <laughs> those were closed. We got to see all the pictures of little Tyler, middle-aged Tyler, adult Tyler. Elderly Tyler. <laughs> elderly <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> elderly Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like we've just gotten a really good introduction and now we've gotten the famous homemade chocolate chip cookies. Mm
1: -hmm. I might duck out at some point to get a couple cookies because I kind of want them. Okay. Okay. Now I I won't do this every time but for that question I think I need to ask it to your family as well. Mm. So I need each of you to say well you don't have to like if you would prefer not to speak don't worry about it you can be like my mom. Um, But if you are willing could you name something that you appreciate about Pastor Matt Brandt? Mm. Calvin wants to go first.
6: I appreciate about the pastor, that he's a great card player and always brings the snacks to the table.
1: Last of is being passed around.
4: Okay. I appreciate about the pastor or the reverend as I refer to him lovingly sometimes. He's always willing to explain stuff to me, whether it was like something about sports when I was younger or something about theology. Um, He's just always willing and ready to explain stuff. And he's pretty good at it too.
0: What I appreciate about the Reverend is that (laughs) he is very generous like with his candy (laughs) and with his knowledge and thoughts and very unselfish. I like
3: that. Uh, thanks, Ruthie.
1: Matt, what is, I, you, this is two part for you. Oh, Molly had something, I'm sorry. Well, you passed it past yourself. I didn't know if you wanted to talk. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I appreciate a lot of things about uh, Matt, but I was uh, just thinking about how I, how I appreciate his presence um, with the kids and with me. He's a good listener and a good, um, just really, I like, I like being with him. <laughs> we love mustard. my favorite. Sometimes. Oh, Anna oh. has something. <laughs> he is very kind and always says he likes my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Even if maybe he doesn't actually like them.
1: <laughs> so, like I was saying, Matt, you have a, you have a two-part question then that comes off of that. Ooh. What did you appreciate about the house you grew up in and what do you appreciate about your household now?
3: Mm. Wow. Well, <clears throat> the house that I grew up in, uh, we had six kids in our family and um, there was always a lot going on and uh, always someone to play with. I did not appreciate that my uh, parent uh, had us keep taking a nap during the summer, even when I feel like I was in like junior high, that was really hard. But, um, I, I appreciated my siblings very much and my mom and dad. And, um, what was it? What was part two, Tyler? Your house now. Oh, what my house. About your family now. My house now. Um, you know what? I appreciate that my family is very peaceful to be with. Um, loud people are kind of hard for me.
1: And so this is going to be a
3: hard experience. For me. <laughs> We're a pretty loud family. I appreciate that my, my, our house is pretty peaceful and um, the noise that's going on there is the good kind of noise. So just a personality thing. Do you feel like this podcast episode is trending a little bit too much in the sappy direction <laughs> yeah maybe we got to uh uh lighten it up Break i don't know i was gonna say
6: <laughs> spice it up Tyler.
3: too many feelings
1: going on <laughs> here we gotta get something fun no, just a a kidding. feelings goes. are great and okay
3: so if this was like a christmas gathering if it was like uh you know the Brants and magnusons getting together for christmas it's what i want to know is right. like if we were playing games who would the last four people be that were still up playing games out of all of us here uh you want to
1: specify what game
3: uh we're playing cards
1: 500 (laughs) i think i would be one of the last four i mean i think i would be two so you so that's two maybe would you would you raise your hand if you think you'd be one of the last four left in a card game and we'll see how many people raise their hands me and matt raised our hands Calvin thinks he would be. Ruthie thinks Calvin he would can. be. And Maybe. my dad thinks. So we got five for four spots.
0: Well, what card game? Don't
1: worry about it. So okay. mm-hmm. uh, oh, I would
0: definitely be up in ochre.
1: So <laughs> the, the four people yeah. left, I love that game. The, the five people who would be left when there were four people left would be Matt, me, Ruthie, Calvin, and my dad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, Matt, another question for your family. So, Matt's family. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> um, I've actually always wondered this, so I thought the podcast would be a great place to ask it. Not everybody has to answer this one. I just would like to hear from at least one person. Can you tell me of a time, this kind of goes off of you saying that you like peaceful people and loud people are a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> um, what Can you tell me about a time that your dad yelled? What What was the occasion and why did he yell? Calvin raises hand t- anything. Calvin, do you have an answer?
0: He's never yelled at anyone.
1: Oh, Ruthie has something.
0: At a sports game. Yeah.
1: What? Uh, say, say more. Say more. I want to hear more.
0: Hear. Well, like it's kind of annoying sometimes when he's watching like an Iowa game. He just yells so loudly.
3: <laughs> Is that because they're usually doing really good? Yeah. Okay.
0: But you know,
3: let's go Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my my mom. Which
6: pro team
0: do you root
3: for in Iowa? yeah yeah that was a good one we don't have any of those uh
1: just so that my mom can be involved what's when, a protein when ruthie was talking about iowa uh, my mom gave a thumbs up because she is also from iowa so
3: i actually only remember yelling one time oh
1: can you tell us that's in a
3: non-sports context the only time i remember yelling was at nathan <laughs> when nathan was about um three years old and we were on vacation in Florida and uh he I don't even remember what he had done but he was supposed to be taking a nap and it must have been it must have been pretty wrong um (laughs) because I I remember yelling at so this is probably 2007 so I guess it's been 15 years Mm -hmm. since I've yelled at anybody okay and uh do you remember that Nathan oh no okay I'm glad you don't remember that. It was a very, it was a very brief outburst, but effective, I think. Yeah. One time in his entire I life. And I hope it was effective. <laughs> Tyler, um, tell us a little bit about your yelling history.
1: So we, a lot
3: more. well, yeah, I mean, my
1: job is yelling, like not, not, not like not angry yelling, but just like to coordinate with a group of 25 kids, you kind of have to yell. Um, I don't know i don't feel like i yell in anger very often like i almost feel like when i'm calvin disagrees but i almost feel like when i'm mad i talk like quieter Whoa. emily's nodding
3: ah so your volume goes down as your temperature goes up
1: yeah i'm like focus <laughs> uh ah. i see i do i do when i'm mad by myself i might yell by myself but not really at people mm-hmm. so i don't know my um to, to turn it I'm around to my, yeah, I was going to say my dad yells more than my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my So my dad, so when I was growing up, actually, mom, I don't know if you've heard this before, but uh, when I was growing <laughs> up, when I was growing up, I thought that my mom had more of a temper than my dad, because my dad would be at work during the day my mom would like be at home like you know like parenting me during the day I guess so if I would do something wrong my mom would be the one like giving me a timeout or sending my sending me to my room or whatever um but then as I got older I learned that my original um like what's the word my original evaluation was definitely wrong my dad is much more fiery than my mom it he's just he's just pretty laid back so it doesn't come out a lot often But if someone was going (laughs) to yell at me, it would definitely be my dad. (laughs) And he's, he's nodding. So I'm not outing him too hard. Dad, do you want to respond to that at all? I can hand it back to you.
5: I'm an elementary teacher.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you have to call a duck a duck
5: (laughs) and I'm willing to do it. So
1: (laughs) go. I will say though, my one thing I, I really appreciate about my dad is that when he would yell in anger, like the, this that this is actually like i don't know if you know that this had an impact on me but it really did um when my dad would yell at me and it wasn't necessarily deserved or maybe it was deserved but maybe like the amount of yelling was not he would like he would always come and apologize to me which again i took for granted but like a lot of dads wouldn't apologize for yelling at their 10 year old you know like at, at the, the like it, on a serious note i guess to get sappy again like the, i i appreciate the humility a lot, because not everyone would have done that. So thank you, dad. And I do want to say one more thing. My dad has one more thing.
5: Fortunately, my three children haven't required yelling a lot. <laughs> so when it has happened, it's been effective. And there you go.
4: I have a story about
1: Oh, my brother has some stories. (laughs) With my dad
3: yelling. All right, Alex, it's story time with Alex. This is going a weird direction. (laughs) Uh, I kind of figured this would happen though.
2: My dad is a very chill person, and we're kind of both. We're very similar. Um, The two times I can remember when my dad was yelling, the last one was very recent. We were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My dad, we were playing disc golf. And it was very like. You
5: don't need to tell him this. <laughs> it
2: was like a, it was like a muddy, oh. it was like muddy and kind of like up and down, up and down. And there was like some riverbeds and stuff. And my dad had thrown a bad shot, and he went into the riverbed, and he was trying to get back out. It was very slippery, and he slipped and fell on his back. And me and me and, my, and me and Tyler both were kind of like, and he was he was fine, but he got back up, and he he was like totally calm, and then a split second later. He grabbed his bag and just threw it on the ground, and just just this noise. Yeah, just he was just very angry, and then he we were just kind of for the next you know two holes. Me and Tyler were very quiet, <laughs> and then and then the other one that I can remember is, it was something I think it was about the toilet when when we had new wax rings. We need to put a new one in there, and my dad the first time had gotten it. <laughs> my dad had gotten it in like you put the so you get the toilet and you lift it up a little bit put the wax ring on put it back down because the wax ring like like seals it up and me and my mom had like she had, she had helped him and it just didn't work because the first time it just fell back off and the second time he like pierced it and then I had to help and then he fixed he finally got it and he just I remember he went out to the garage grabbed a bat and just like smacked the tree as hard as he could <laughs>
1: That me asking Matt if he's ever yelled and us finding out that no has led to like seven minutes of conversation about my dad yelling. No, the the one in Oklahoma was like it it was just so out of nowhere. Like he because he he fell, and like I thought he hit his head, so I was like worried, but he got up it was totally fine, and yeah, he just stood up, walked out, said and threw it on the ground, and then he was fine. You
5: know, I do want to point out this is more venting than yelling. (laughs) That's
1: that's fair, that's fair. More venting than yelling.
3: I want want to give uh, Mark an opportunity to redeem himself a little bit here. (laughs) This
1: podcast is going to be the one where we talk about my dad yelling.
3: What I would like to know since we get to, you know, we've got 10 minutes left with with Mark and Jennifer here. What I would like to know is what what is the best um, counsel that you have for parents? So just think about, you know, if if you had young, you know, first-time parents coming to you saying, hey, What's the best parenting advice or counsel you could give us? What kind of stuff would you share with them, or what do you feel like is the best counsel you've received from other people? Now that you know you've got your um, third child graduating from high school this year and uh, headed off headed off to college, so give us lay it on us and all the, the Valley View podcast listeners, uh, give us your best parenting advice.
1: We should mention, yeah, this this podcast comes on the eve of a milestone in my parents' life tomorrow. Unless they win, which would no offense. You guys have all said it would be a shock. They're playing like the number one team in the state. We we are podcasting on the eve of what may be like their last child's last youth sporting event. So my dad was talking about how like 18 years ago I had my first t-ball game and tomorrow could be Alex's last tennis match. So it's kind of like a
3: that is sad, kind of
1: a m- momentous night. Yeah. But yeah. Parenting advice from the Magson's coming up. <clears throat> um although
5: my wife is being very quiet. Um, I think we would, (laughs) I think we would both agree that the the key is to work on your relationship first. And that influences how you raise your kids. Uh, It's so easy as a parent to get so caught up in the schedule and to neglect your marriage relationship. So that has to continue to be number one. And to the point where we were actually doing uh, when when we were younger parents, well, my wife was a young parent and I was older than her, Um, we would even have couch time. And it was the whole point was, it was when Tyler was young and the other two hadn't been born yet. The whole point was for Tyler to see that his parents' relationship was their priority. And he would play around us, but he wasn't literally allowed to talk to us. Now, we weren't very good at actually fulfilling that rule (laughs) because anytime you're in a room with tyler he's going to talk to you and with you (laughs) that's always been the case but but yeah it's work on your relationship first and don't forget that because it's surprisingly easy to do that as parents when you have multiple kids running around so
1: thank you for sharing that parenting advice with me before i have kids yeah yeah not not yelling nothing (laughs) Um, I feel like I should ask at least one more question for your family to answer.
3: Yeah, feel free to do that.
1: Um, I shouldn't do embarrassing stories. Um, I won't say embarrassing, but do any of you have a? Yeah, uh... We haven't done
3: anything
6: embarrassing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear that, my dad said we haven't done anything embarrassing yet. Um, I I guess I'll just say funny, and if it trends towards embarrassing, we'll accept that. Uh, do you have any any funny Matt stories that you'd like to share on this podcast? I should have prepped you guys beforehand. I'm sorry. I
3: oh, know. Only five minutes of preparation. This would be That's interesting true. if anyone could come up with something. Because I've On spent spot, most yeah. of my life trying to avoid public embarrassment. Trying
1: to avoid being funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or or being embarrassed. I worked very hard at that.
1: <laughs> and then we wait as the, the awkward silence sets in a little bit. Make it up and say it happens. <laughs> um Calvin. Yes. I have a question for you.
6: I'm ready.
1: What is your dad's, I guess Nate can answer this too, but what is the role of your father at your sporting events? Oh, well, for my
6: sporting events, I play baseball, and he'll come to the practices and help coach. Then he'll also keep the book, like what you do in your at-bat, your pitches, and all that stuff, which is helpful for the
1: coaches. Good supportive parent very nice we love that
4: hey do you have anything to add oh nate has something well let's see the earliest sport i remember is baseball and you were like an actual coach right yeah so that was i guess his role in that one (laughs) and then i played more baseball after that and you didn't coach in plano at all but you were i mean i'm sure yelling from the sidelines yelling at me to be aware and look for the ball and stuff and then mm, through my cross-country and track career um I remember you yelling advice a lot in like the early years especially like, keep your eyes up that actually has been really helpful I know you'll let it people know too um I especially remember that in track because it's so easy to get focused on like looking down um and I remember you at the like the 50 meter mark of the partyville track yelling that um, and now you don't come down as much, but I think because now we're in prayer and you can't really do that with other people. Um, but always just a nice, supportive father after the event and always talk about race strategy and you're, you know a lot about that. And it's fun to talk about Ruthie. Ruthie has a funny Matt story. I'm ready for this.
0: I mean, it's not really like a story, but just something that has always made me laugh.
3: Are you going to talk about how I dab? kind of oh, flossing
0: like his dancing <laughs> he tries to dab but it's not <laughs> very good and <laughs> and he tries to floss but he like can't switch sides without like stopping and then <laughs> and then starting over <laughs> And I was making a TikTok and he was like in the background dancing and it was really funny. And his dancing to Hamilton songs is always really funny. Nice.
1: <laughs> um, Calvin wants me to say that this is being recorded. <laughs> um, with three minutes left. Yeah, so
3: I wanna, since we've got Alex here um, still, I wanna ask him a question. Since Alex is the one wrapping up um, his tennis career and the careers of all the Magnusons yeah, in athletics. Youth right? sports
1: at least. Youth sports. I mean we still play sports but. Yeah. Okay
3: that's true. So tell us what are the most common things to hear your parents yelling at you when you're playing tennis or doing other sports? What is your dad always saying? What's your mom always saying?
2: <laughs> um, so the biggest thing that I can remember from my dad whenever I was in sports we would always I mean, I always want to ride with my dad on the way home from any sporting event because we always talk about either what I did right, what I did wrong, what what I can improve on, what the whole team can improve on. Um, so just kind of analyzing everything that w- was going on and then always making sure that he, like, he tells me that I did well or, like, anything like that. And then my mom, I don't think I've ever heard her yell at a sporting event. Um, she's She's my tennis coach, and I used to never want her to come coach me because it was like you're my mom you're not my coach and like I'm not going to listen to you because I know more than you even though you were you were a way better tennis player than I was (laughs) that was the biggest thing for me until like two years ago until my junior year and then I realized like oh she's actually like really good like she she does a really good job um my mom is always telling me like because I played doubles and I've been very good in doubles since ninth grade, so she's always just been like very supported, supportive of my partner, and telling us what we need to do together instead of like you know, focusing on one thing that one person has to do, not singling someone out. Um, and then lastly, like I can remember in cross country, my dad would always say, "Keep your, make sure your knees are high because you don't want to um make your, you don't want to when you're striding out in cross country like you're trying to." F- keep going as fast as you can you want to make sure that your legs keep going and in, in the same stride that you were in instead of like getting tired and shortening it so and then you'd always just like you'd yell like go go
1: run, right now go and <laughs> just like stuff like that so yeah i mean i have kind of similar like not really i guess i'll finish talking about my parents at my events and then wrap it up but my okay I appreciated at my sporting Well, just as I grew up. So my dad, as Alex said, like, it's all about like he coached us and like coached us really well. Um, but there was like I went through the rebellious teenage phase where I didn't want my dad to coach me. And I told him that and he took it in stride and then stopped coaching me until I wanted him to coach me again, which, again, I thought was cool because I don't know. I, feel, I I didn't when I was in ninth grade, I didn't think that that like might be hard to hear. You know, like your, your kid who you've coached for 14 years says, I don't want you to coach me. But I didn't even realize it was hard because he didn't. He reacted really well to it. So, um, you had one more question. I do. With fifteen seconds left in the podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I was just reflecting on how our listeners um, have gotten parenting counsel mm-hmm. on this episode. They've gotten cross country running counsel mm-hmm. from from Alex, passed on from Mark, like Denise thing. So that sounds like a super helpful episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know. Last thing: How do the Magnusons decide who's going to pray before dinner? So you're all sitting at the table. <laughs> How do you decide who's gonna pray? What I'll,
1: I'll answer, and then if you guys have anything to add, you can. We we're at the table, and sometimes my mom says, "Does anybody want to pray?" And then everyone looks down, and then she picks somebody, or they just pick somebody. <laughs> is that accurate? <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, my dad says, "Oh yeah, I'll pray," but it it typically is like she looks around the table and chooses someone for that night and you can kind of tell when it's your turn if it's been a little while i really i
3: really appreciate the image of everybody looking down <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> matt how does it happen in your family
3: uh typically i'll say would anyone like to give thanks tonight like i'll sometimes i'll just start like and do it or sometimes i'll ask if anyone wants to give thanks and yeah. then um a lot of times there's quite a bit of quiet but we still have some volunteers occasionally wow
1: what a holy family
3: yeah we yeah. <laughs> have
1: volunteers that's awesome <laughs>
3: I think there's some looking down in our family crazy. as well. It's always oh, Ruthie
1: that volunteers apparently. <laughs> so I think, I think that will conclude this week's episode of the podcast. Um, you probably won't hear most of these voices next week, but oh, well, so next week's the year anniversary. So it'll probably be, uh, we, we have some things planned.
3: Reflecting. Yeah. And
1: then in two weeks, you probably won't hear most of these voices, but there's at least one that you might hear in two weeks. We have something special planned. So stay tuned um, for all of the Magnusons and Brants. We are signing off on episode 51. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, Valley View Nation. This is the post-credit scene of the podcast. So I have on the phone here my wonderful sister, Alyssa Magnuson. Alyssa, say hi to the podcast.
6: Hello, Valley View. (laughs) Sam.
1: Alyssa's at work right now, so that's why she sounds like she's underwater most likely, because it's through the phone into the into the zoom screen. But Alyssa, we asked a lot of questions about. Matt and I on the podcast, but do you have any uh, anything you want to tell the podcast to embarrass me? I know this is on the spot. I'm very bad at prepping people before the podcast starts.
6: Um, one time, Tyler, this, maybe this isn't embarrassing for him, but I thought it was weird. Um, <laughs> he said when the first time he told Emily that he loved her, he ran out into the hallway where I was and Proceeded to like giggle really loud as Emily could hear our entire conversation. <laughs> it was just really funny and awkward.
1: I don't remember it happening like that. I remember it us. Be-
6: exactly like
5: I that. remember
1: us being in the room and you walked by, and I told, and I was like very excited to tell you.
6: I mean, it's cute that you're excited. It was just funny how Emily was like, fa- like not very <laughs> far away. Yeah, and you were like celebrating. And I was like, okay, well.
1: The hyperlinks to other stories about me telling her that I loved her, but maybe those are for a future podcast.
6: But this is also during the like COVID isolation. So like he didn't really have another option, but
1: Yeah, that's true. I kind of had to be at my parents' house. Yeah, it was. It was like near the end, but yeah. Oh,
6: okay.
1: All right. Thank you for being on the podcast, Lisa. I love you.
6: That's all I get.
1: What do you have more you want to say? No. Tell tell them something. (laughs) Tell tell them something nice about me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My dad and Alex but, both had nice things to say. Mom wouldn't talk on the podcast, but
6: I don't know. You're just like asking for compliments. When I did that, you told me that that was weird.
1: <laughs> well, technically, I didn't. Matt asked them to say something nice about me, so pretend that I'm Matt. Mm. Um. This is the least I can, I podcast feeling think- podcast.
6: I can think of nice things about you, but it's just like kind of awkward when I'm like
1: when it's just talking. you and me, yeah.
6: Yeah. I'm just like intimately just like
1: <laughs> Well, should I like walk out of the room and leave you with the phone? Leave you with the computer no, screen. That's
6: that's kind of weird too. I suppose that oh. might be weirder. He's very nice. Oh. And he cares a lot about his family and his youth group and his friends. And you can you can see that in his actions.
1: Aww. Thanks, buddy.
6: This is me tracing a heart in the air
1: (laughs) through the phone, through the computer to the listeners. All right. This is already way longer than I thought it would be. So you wanna do you wanna say goodbye to everyone? Hey bye, fam. All right. I love you, bud. Bye. All right. (laughs) Have a have a great have, have a great week, Valley View. Bye.